Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brant Bernard, Dave Schrader, JB, and Mike Molina, and Linus. <laughs> Linus is here. Now we're talking. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, that works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. So, Linus, you know how you can tell the producer at the other end of the table is Italian and Sicilian? How? He just put up on my screen, just in time for Lent, we rank nine fast food fish sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Only an Italian would do that. Sicilian, Italian, you know. Actually, I need to hear this. Yeah, see? Oh, yeah, see? (laughs) So does it start from worst to best? Is that how this goes? I believe so. Well, it's not very nice. Dairy Queen got a grade D. They said their fish sandwich sucks. <laughs> I agree. Does it? I'm a fish t- sandwich connoisseur. I'll have you know. Oh, are you really? Aside from loving the wiener, I love fish sandwiches. Besides from loving the wiener? Yeah, I love hot dogs, Tom. I like it. You know the way I kind of heard that. But you two are asking for it to be a, <laughs> really are, a, man. a sound drop. <laughs> uh, Arby's got ready to C minus. You agree with that? No. They just I would I'd say they're uh, I would say Arby's is probably in the top two or three for me. Well, they just really. started the, that though, didn't? Yeah, but it's, it's a, a good piece of fish. It's a nice cut. Arby's, we have the meats. <laughs> I just talk like that at home all the time. Well, they have a great ad for their fish because it starts off with this right, almost like this religious 
spicy fish and regular uh, fish. And... No, it's just religious song. It was almost on the line of Coke's old song. I like to teach the world to sing. Oh, yeah? But they're talking about something about fish. I didn't know that. And you're like sitting there going, where is this going? And all of a sudden the RV logo dropped. We have the meat. We have the meat. <laughs> it's like, what? Burger King got uh, C-. minus. See, yeah. I'm turning to Dave for these now because I don't know anything about fish yeah, sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with Since I grew up a Roman Catholic, I don't go near fish sandwiches. <laughs> no? You've <laughs> had your had fill of... You've had my fill of fish sandwiches, and man. And fish sticks. Fish sticks, no fish sticks. Because <laughs> I thought the first time they brought that up to me, they were saying something else. I said, I ain't that. I literally thought they were saying something not something fish that sticks. rhymes with fish sticks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to eat it, Tom. Yeah, somebody's got to eat it. Uh, McDonald's is rated C plus. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That was always they're delicious. It's that it's was always like some kind of to. really. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why. I think maybe it's the tartar sauce. That's got something to do yeah, with it. McDonald's. Yeah, and the although slice, they've gotten and smaller. The, and the little slice of cheese. half slice of cheese. Yeah, yeah, they got cheese on these. I'm look, the ones I'm looking at got cheese on them. Uh, White Castle was oh, yeah. C plus. It should be higher. Yeah, I it agree. Should be higher too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys eat all kind of fish sandwiches. Hardee's got rated B. I've never had a Hardee's mm. fish. Sandwich. I love Hardee's. I burned out a Hardee's in college. That was like the only. I went to Winona oh, yeah. State, and that was the yeah. only walkable fast yeah, food place good. right in the center of town. And I just I hit the wall with Hardee's. Okay, so Culver's got a, a grade B. Really? Now, i got to admit, I've never tried a Culver's fish sandwich. I've They're, only seen the ads. I've never seen them. The burgers are good, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. they are. Burgers are really good. Wendy's got a grade B. Never had. Yeah. Or B+. Plus. Is it the... Yeah, it, I think it's B+. Plus, B+. The plus. This, it's, yeah. the, it's the one under the picture. Yeah. Yeah, so Wendy's got a B+. Plus. What is my burger? I didn't even know what that is. Never heard of it. Mm-mm. Grade A, still the best fast food fish sandwich in town. The goodness starts with a well-made bun, one that gets the buttered and toasted treatment. The type of fish isn't specified. Well, that's not necessarily good now, is it? It's like, I think it depends on sandwich. Whatever's in uh, season, right? Uh, so where where are they? Does it say on here where I've never heard of my burger? I know there's one in downtown. I think it's on Sixth Street and Second Ave. Oh, is it one of those kind of? Boutique hamburger stands. Yeah, well, and plus they're charging. But they're Minnesota six, specific. Dollars they're Minnesota for, specific, really. Yes, they are at um, Richfield. There's one in the Skyway, Stadium Village, Matt Grove, and Calhoun. Hmm. Oh, as you read the little bottom here, there's a little shout out to East Side. Yeah, I saw that down the bottom. They should have shouted out to East Side and opened up Washington Avenue and instead of having it shut for a year. <laughs> That's really oh, good. Oh, the Matt Grove one. Uh, I used to live like right there, oh, smelling by, and grand. It's right across from McAllister, actually. There you go. So it's like commie. So fish. there you go. Next, yeah, there you go. So I talked to Doug Spence. It's red trout. Commie. Red trout. What is that? <laughs> commie fish. You said it was communist. What, isn't there a red trout though? I'm I not think sure. so. Let's see. So apparently, my burger is the place to get your fish sandwich. Looks huge. Uh, all right, then. Looks gigantic. I wonder actually. how Portillo's fish sandwich might be. Yeah, I've never had Have their fish sandwich. Have I converted you yet? Are you? No, Portillo's is good. I like Portillo's. You just like the chocolate cake shake. That's good, too. That is man. one of the most yeah. decadent drinks on planet Earth. I, I have to have that before I leave this uh, world at some point. Oh, yeah. Portillo's. It is really good. Well, I'm just talking about that shake. The cake shake, yeah. Wow. Where's the My Burger on Calhoun? Excelsior Boulevard and... They don't show what the cross street is. It's just, uh, I think it's just south. Yeah, it is. It's just south of Lake Street on Excelsior Boulevard. My so burger. Isn't it kind of over, that, that's kind of over by uh, Minicata, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's, that must be in that mall, that little strip area where Whole's, Whole, Whole Foods is at. Somewhere in there, yeah. Oh. I've never even heard of my burger. Me either. That's weird. Me either. There's a JB. Well, they got I mean, one in the Stadium Village. There, I've never heard of it. But speaking of big um, fast food news on campus, uh huh. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. Oh yeah, um, Raisin Canes is coming to Dinky Town. One well, already is in Stadium Village. Yeah, it's not that's, fair. But that's too far from. Yeah, we can't. All, you know. Why don't they put one in like? neighborhood where people actually pay their own bill 
How about that action? <laughs> I love raising cane, man. That's some good chicken right there. Well, maybe they'll put one in um, in that uh, mall area in St. Louis Park. That's what they should do. That's exactly what. Are they should Are you a KFC do. guy? Uh, I used to be, but not anymore. And Andy and I kind of went through the same thing. Uh, I don't like breaded chicken anymore. I used to love it, and now I don't like breaded chicken anymore. I like roasted chicken. Well, have you tried? They they do the unbreaded grilled chicken. That's really good. Yeah, I haven't tried that. Yeah, so. that's that's pretty. I'll give them that. I can't find it. There aren't any KFCs anywhere near me. No, no. because they're all gone. They Popeyes is well, plus uh, they don't even have Popeyes. chicken. They're out of chicken. They're out that's of chicken. Right, that's yeah. right. They ran out of chicken. How do you run out of chicken? My favorite Andy story, man. We what? moved to our house in Golden Valley. All of a sudden, I get a call from Andy one day. He goes, hey, Dad, let me ask you a question. I went KFC. Why do they have bars on all the windows? I said, Andy, where are you? And he goes, West Broadway and Gerard. I said, get the hell out of there. It's like, what are you doing? Remember that when you went to the KFC in North Minneapolis? I do. Did you ever go back there? No. Well, you told me not to. <laughs> he goes, so. no. Well, if they have bars on the window, they're on there for a reason. Yep, that's just like in St. Louis. Every gas station, liquor store, whatnot, the is the cashiers behind bulletproof glass. Exactly. Well, they they seem to have given yeah, up like quality. A- of of chicken now at KFC. Now it's more just greasy. Uh, used to have, remember, I do feel like it was better when I was a kid. Right. But that could just be nostalgia. Who knows? No, because I've eaten it since you were a kid. And it was good for a long time. <laughs> but it's like all of a sudden they've given up the quality, and now it's just like grease. It's Ugh. they're, they're You know, because yes. I like fried chicken. We'll bring home a bucket, and there's literally grease oozing yeah. at the bottom of the bucket. And that's, that's, well, that's no good. People like they like yeah. fat and grease oh. and all that kind of stuff. I, I have learned to like Popeyes. Popeyes is good. Yeah, yeah, there's something about that. That's crack chicken to me. So that's one I've got to be careful because yeah. if I eat it, and I'm glad there's none too close to me. Right. Because then it's like I want Popeyes every other day. Well, if you go to you go to Cubs Cub Foods, mm-hmm. I think it was either Tuesday or Thursdays they would have special and fried chicken. The only problem with the grocery store change chicken, have you ever noticed that they don't usually cook them all the way through very well? I get a lot of veins in my chicken from yeah, grocery stores. Yeah, we don't stores. need any veins, no. man. Well, this was always cooked well. I'm not a vein kind of guy. No. But uh, yeah, it was like it was like being on crack for a while. And yeah. It's like I gotta stop this. So I get a call one day. This is ten years ago now, probably longer than ten years ago now, from a cop friend of mine in North Minneapolis. He goes, "Man, you got to go on the air and talk about this." I said, "What happened?" I went to the KFC. I said, "Yeah." Got a bucket of chicken. Said, okay, yeah, so so far so good. Got back to the station house, opened it up. The entire bucket was filled with breading crumbs. There was no chicken in it at all. What? They just filled it up with breading crumbs. <laughs> Those are pretty good, though. Remember yeah, they when they were good. selling those Wait for a, a while as a snack? You could yeah, buy the, the breading dropples yeah. or whatever they right. called them. Yep, <laughs> Absolutely. I said, did you take it back? He goes, damn right, I took it back. He got my chicken, too. <laughs> he gives him a bucket full of crumbs. It's really nice. Jeez. It's a nice touch, especially well, for a cop. Well, my favorite barbecue, you know, my favorite barbecue place in town. Smoking, what is it? Well, Smoking the pit. Yeah. yeah. Where's that at? It's on uh, 37th in Chicago. Okay. South. It's a family-owned just there's no place to sit and eat. Not oh just, no, is it you, just kind of a you call your order in, or you can come in and place an order and then go get out. Home. Okay, yeah, I'll but, have to jot that down. Yeah, but they um, it's good. It's really good. good. I oh, love yeah. barbecue. I mean, yep. the, like famous Dave's, I could eat their whole slab. Mm-hmm. I can only get through maybe a half a slab because there's so much meat on it. Oh, see, it's all smoked. But they oh. one time I called. <laughs> And picked up my order and got, you know, you know, this is, like I said, 37 Chicago. I live in Minnetonka. <laughs> I got all the way home, opened this box, and went, I didn't order wings. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, and what's the name of it? Smoke in the Pit. Smoke in the Pit, 37th in Chicago. So I called them back, and they was like, yeah, we mixed up your order. Just bring it back. And it's like, yeah. Would you get in your car and bring mine out here instead of me coming back? <laughs> JB, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. What is this big to-do going on at NYU now over Black History Month 
they wanted to do a tribute dinner to Black History Month, and they served ribs, cornbread, uh, collard greens, watermelon water, and Kool-Aid. And everybody's all upset, saying that it's really obnoxious and it's horrible, and it was such an insult. But was it the black students themselves who set up the menu? Apparently, that it was a black person who set up the menu. Well, then no, right. got nobody to blame. I just don't understand why you get... <laughs> on Tuesday, a dining hall at New York University advertised a special meal in honor of Black History Month. On the menu, barbecue ribs, cornbread, collard greens, two beverages with racist connotations. Mm. But a black person set up the meal. It's racist not, right? That's got to kind of take it off the... <laughs> I would sit there and... And probably get, be called, and I have been called an Uncle Tom before, but... Just because you know me. <laughs> um, until I'm blue in the face and go, the person set up the meal was black. So obviously they thought this is what should be served, or this is their vision of soul food, or whatever they thought it was. Yeah. Now, how are Kool-Aid and watermelon-flavored water racist? Well, watermelon was out of season, so they replaced it with watermelon <laughs> water. water. But that, that's but when you think racist because that's part of the the um, stereotype right. that Poor black people, people like food. barbecue, red Kool Aid, not cherry, right? Just red Kool Aid is what they call Kool-Aid. it, and then uh, watermelon and collard greens. But so did I when I was right. a kid. It's funny. There's a the one of the baseball teams I play on. Guy had sliced up watermelon for us to eat after a game. And they were all enjoying themselves. They're like, you're not having any. I said, yeah, that's not, that's not a stereotype I'm going to feed into. No, it's <laughs> not going to happen. Not gonna happen. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator, eating up all the food, all the chicken, all the pig feet, all the collard green, all the hog maws. I want to eat some of them chitlins. I love pig feet. I love that. What movie is that? That's uh, uh, Friday. For, yeah, the original. Johnny Weatherspoon. Friday, Johnny Weatherspoon. He would get all spraying around in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> I wouldn't go in there. I wouldn't go in there if I were you. That'd be just me, though. I, I don't understand how this is a racist thing. It's not because... Well, if it, if it, if, listen, if it was set up by a white guy and right. a white organization, yeah, yes, because different. then they're doing a stereotypical... Right. I don't see deal. it that way. I really don't. I do. Do I you know really? you. I know what you're saying, Tom. Which is that is food that most poor people share That's and correct. enjoy. That's correct. But in the sense of it being tied to Black History Month, if, mm-hmm. as Dave mm-hmm. said, if it was a white organization that did that, they were clearly playing to a would be playing to a stereotype. Why right. don't they have Poor People History Month? That's what I want to know. They should. And I need more than 28 days. <laughs> they do. I think it's, I think it's uh, 11 months of the year is Poe People. Poe People Day. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think everybody's getting upset about everything now and everything's offensive. And But look, it's you know. not a racist, racist thing when a black person sets no. up the meal. Right, right. But it, and I'll guarantee you it's a bunch of white people that are being offended Probably. by this. Yeah. No, they're all black people. Really? Yeah, they're no all No kidding. Offended. Interesting. We'll be right back. Talk more about it right after this Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494, Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill. With their patented easy-level system, Flow is about making things easy, meaning... You have more time to enjoy being at the lake. 
Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flo at the Minneapolis Lake Home and Cabin Show at the Convention Center February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or a free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow docks and lifts, a better way. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator, eating up all the food, all the chicken, all the pig feet, eating my dinner, my mashed potatoes, that good old gravy I like, and biscuits I like, and sop that gravy in. You ate all of that. You drink up all the milk, don't care what kind of milk it is, you don't care, 2%, 3% buttermilk, patent milk. Hold a cow in a patent milk can. I bet you eat that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding my grapes. You gonna eat a ball of my grapes? Mm. Now, when I went to bed last night, didn't I tell you to take out the trash? <laughs> yeah. So why didn't you do it? I fell asleep. I wish you were sleeping right now. I'll knock you upside your head with a left hook, make your ass wake up, and take out that damn trash. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound familiar, son? Yeah, that sounds familiar uh-huh. to all minus. On Tuesday, a dining hall at New York University advertised a special meal in honor of Black History Month on the menu, barbecue, ribs, cornbread, uh, collard greens, and two beverages with racist connotations, Kool-Aid and watermelon-flavored water. Nia Harris, a sophomore in NYU's College of Arts and Science, well, that's not even real college, <laughs> sought, an <explana- laughs> sought an explanation from Weinstein Passport Dining Hall's head cook. I wonder if that's Harvey. Probably not. Could be Harvey. Really? NYU. Uh, the cook dismissed her objections, Ms. Harris said in an email to university officials, telling her that the Kool-Aid was actually fruit punch. It was not, she said, and that the dining hall served fruit-flavored water all the time. It does, she said, but not watermelon. The head cook also told Ms. Harris that the employees who planned the menu are black. Ms. Harris, 19, posted a screenshot of her email on Facebook along with the post that began... This is what it's like to be a black student at New York University. What? You get like. Yeah, I'm sure your life is so hard. Yeah, it looks, it looks like your life's really, really difficult. I was just about, about to say she's also, she's probably a suburban. Probably. Oh, absolutely, <clears throat> yeah. Suburban. Probably you don't hear people with actual problems mm-hmm. talking about, you know, yeah. The college campus is, is serving offensive food. No, they're. They're more like, you know, I have to work 80 hours a week can, to be too busy to worry about that most, kind of thing. If, uh, if you serve that at most schools, they tear the door down to get to in. To get in. Right. Oh, there's no doubt about yeah, it. Why is that considered true. poor people food, though? I've always had to pay through the nose for good ribs well, and barbecue started out soul food. Yeah, people wouldn't eat that stuff. Well, it's stuff that Johnny Witherspoon was talking about, like pig maw, yeah. you know, hog, hog maw, and yeah. pig feet, stuff like that. It was all the waste byproduct. Hey, right, pig, exactly. Which was. was given to well, For a long time. Cereal, a bowl to eat in, spoon, fork, knife, no napkins or nothing. You do like this. What, mop with your hand like that? You ever do that? No. Have you ever had government cheese? <laughs> Ooh, government cheese. Government cheese you had some? No. Thick, stinking government cheese. Couldn't take a dump for two weeks. <laughs> eat it on the 4th of July, by the 18th, everybody in the whole neighborhood trying to get to the bathroom. I want to eat some of them chitlins. I love pig feet. <laughs> I love pig feet. I love pig feet. And pig feet. And for the longest time in Maine, um... When they had just colonized it, and you know they basically made the entire state into a fishery, mm-hmm. uh, lobster was the poor person food. It was mm-hmm. because poor people food. Yep. No one really knew that lobster was edible over in the colonies, so they were just like, "Okay, uh, fishermen, you can have the lobster. Uh, we'll eat the fish." And yeah, well, they are now the it's basically of the, the opposite, sea, right? They right. Are. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the really gross looking. Yeah. No, but they, they eat poop, other fish wastes, and everything down on the bottom of the sea, and we're paying. Great, twenty bucks a, uh, uh-huh. a pound for a. I was uh, not aware they ate poop. Yeah, fish, fish poop. I basically, mean, never right? have lobster they again as long as I live. Yeah. I don't think they swim, they so yeah, they just eat whatever's on the bottom of the ocean floor. Just ruined everything Dead for plants. Yeah. See how it is. Well, I mean, there's a reason we uh, open them up and remove like half of what's in there first. Well, that's true. 
Plus, I got to be honest with you, I'm not all that wild about lobster. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. It's all right, but it's not. I don't go anywhere near as nuts as everybody else. Does. Oh God, lobster roll. Lobster roll. I know it's boring. weird. How, what do you feel about crab though? I love crab. See, anything I got to work that hard at eating just yeah. isn't important to me. No, it's not working hard. <laughs> if I can't pull back the foil, that. I don't have any interest in it. I always make sure when I go in that I get a minority server so make them do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I thought I was Johnny Witherspoon for a second. Oh, God. The 10 murder capitals of America. This ought to be interesting. Uh-oh. I have not Ooh. seen these. Uh-oh. Minneapolis oh. has got to be in there, right? I don't know if it I is. I don't not. think they are. You'll be surprised. They used to be Murderapolis. They right. used to call it Murderapolis. You'll yeah. be surprised who who did make it and who didn't make it. Number ten is North Charleston, <clears throat> South Carolina. Yeah, twenty nine per hundred thousand population. <clears throat> I wouldn't have ever guessed a town like that. Number nine is Memphis, Tennessee. You want to talk about a town that's racially segregated. Holy God. Yeah. Memphis and St. Louis are, are oh, just man. the same. They I, are. We went to uh, Memphis and Nashville. My buddy was going to go cut a single um, through K-Arc Records, and we did this in the late 80s. And we went down there, and we went into Memphis at night. And these a whole group of black guys come walking over to us, and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. we came into town because yeah. we want to go see – Elvis is playing. He goes, do not be here. They don't call this Memphrica. Memphrica. And I'm like, I what? Like and, he said, and that that was the their culture. And they're like, go somewhere else until morning. And I, I, that was really a culture shock for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't really. And that they were referring to it as Memphrica was really a bizarre notion. And uh, we ended up hanging out around that town anyway and then going to Elvis's place and checking yep. out Graceland. Yep. But that was crazy, that kind of attitude. Linus, yep. close your ears for a second. You can't hear this part. <laughs> so when I drive down to Florida, right. we go and we stop in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Memphis. And we stop in Memphis. And they tell us to go away. <laughs> then we drive across you know, Mississippi, Tupelo. We pass Tupelo mm-hmm. and all that, that whole deal. And northern Alabama. So, we, I mean, we go through the deep, deep south. Once we hit St. Louis, then we go through the deep south. It is really beautiful territory. But my favorite thing is... Uh, there's a, a family restaurant called Flicks, F-L-I-C-K-S. Every one of them on the highway, somebody connected the bottom of the L with the bottom of the I. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Every one of them on the highway. Well, I've mentioned before why Pac-Man's called Pac-Man uh, instead of his original name, Puck-Man. Right, because people would erase the part of the P. Exactly. Really? Well. So now it's Pac-Man. Comic books legends were at, we we went to Chicago Comic Con about twenty years ago and we were talking and they were talking about some of the behind the scenes deals with with printing and he said um, I got he goes I got to tell you one of my first characters he goes when we started doing printing the black would bleed right so right. he goes so there were two names we could never use we couldn't use Clint or Flicker oh yeah and he said and finally when they upgraded the printing paper that they used right. he goes, my first character was named Clint Flicker Clint Flicker <laughs> well it all works out in the end yeah I uh you're going through you go through St. Louis oh yeah did you get that text I sent you about that documentary Atomic Homefront yeah yep. holy mackerel yeah have you guys seen this no on HBO it's called Atomic Homefront and it's about this community in St. Louis there it it is nuclear waste leaching into this area, this high level God. of cancer. Wow. And the government is just like, ah, you're fine. And then they test it, and it's not fine. Where it's supposed to have been contained mm-hmm. has now stretched miles past where it's supposed to be. And these people are and, – and the answer is pretty much like they are in Detroit with the water. It's like, eh, yeah. we're yeah. pretty sure you're okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then there's don't an underground fire – that's coming, yep. and it's now. Uh, I, they said it was like the fire's bu- burning, and it's like seven hundred yards or something away from this atomic waste. Perfect, right? And it's this storm coming, and the, the they've been dinking around with this retaining wall and all of these other ways to enclose it, and they're just not doing. It. But it's it's really a terrifying documentary if you watch it. Oh uh, yeah, check it out. It's and it's on HBO right now. But I highly recommend it if you guys are interested in in uh, what's going on and how the government totally betrays its people for money. They, well, I mean, you, for you, money, that's exactly it's right. unreal. Okay, oh. North Charleston, South Carolina is number ten. Memphis number nine. Orlando, Florida is number eight, which surprises me. Mm-hmm. Does it really? Thirty point two per one hundred thousand people in Orlando, Florida. Next well, you one, think Disney would like you know 
personally do something about that. You would think, yeah. Next one does not surprise me at all because I spent a lot of time there. Jackson, Mississippi. I'm surprised it's not 99000 per 100000 <laughs> Honestly, God, they love their violence down there. Number six is Cleveland, Ohio. Again, not a surprise, 35 per 100 Now we get to the top five. Newark, New Jersey. 35.5, not a surprise. New Orleans is at 43.8. We just kind of went through the roof here a little bit. Detroit, 45.2. Baltimore, 51.4. And St. Louis, mm-hmm. 60 per 100,000. Good God. Can't you get your people to behave? <laughs> Well, as you've noticed for the past 38 years, I haven't lived there. So no, I'm just talking about your family, not anybody else. And, well, see, now I had three family members murdered, but I don't, th- I don't think anybody in my family's ever murdered anyone. They've been murdered, but I, they've never murdered anybody. So we're not. I, I don't come from a family of murderers. I come from a family from a family of murdered. So that's a big difference, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's some positives. We got a caller. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Jeff from Louisville. Jeff, Jeff, Joe, we, Joe, Jeff. Where'd you get Jeff? I don't know. He sounded like he said Jeff. No, it's <laughs> Joe from Louisville. What's you know why it sounded like he said Jeff? Because he behaves now. That's why. <laughs> Joseph from Louisville. Oh yeah, it's true. Joseph from Louisville. Um, all right, Joe, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I think it's a wonderful thing, and I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't want to bring up any subjects. I want you to bring up the subject. Oh, go for it. Uh, I just completed uh, 28 days rehab for uh, alcohol abuse. That's wonderful. Hey, congratulations, man. Congratulations, hey. Joe. I think it was one of the things that Joe and I talked about while he was entering treatment was the fact that he would call into this show and not remember that he called into this show that that would be a sign (laughs) there were times joe by the way when you did call in when we kept you on hold for a reason (laughs) i was rather liquored up yeah i couldn't really understand a word you were saying so we had to keep you on hold well i couldn't understand what the hell i was saying either so so how are you i'm doing good i'm doing better i'm glad to hear that well better it sounds like you're doing a lot better to me yeah, I get that from my mom too. She says that, she said that I'm uh, I sound more with it, more comprehensible. Yep. Joe, can I ask you a personal question? By all means. What was your rock bottom? Um, blowing off work to to drink. Yeah, that's not good, man. Yeah. You start blowing off work to drink. See, like when I was uh, back in the days of the disc jockey, I would just drink while I worked. Well, working where I work, you can't do that. No, you could not do that in the auto industry. On radio, it's pretty easy to do because you're all by yourself at night anyway. But uh, it's a are you are you glad you made? No, you made the decision to do it, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, so you weren't told you had to do it. You made the decision to do it yourself. Are you yes, happy? I did. Are you happy you made the decision? Yes, I am. Um, how how is it? I mean, do you still get the thoughts in your brain? Hey, I'll just I'll go, you know, have a couple of drinks or something. Does it appear in your mind still? Nope. It doesn't really at all. That's good. Well, see, that's a good thing then. Uh are now when do you, are you back at work now or are you going back soon? I go back Monday. You go back Monday, so they got to be all happy about that, I would imagine. Uh I really don't know. Uh, They have somebody to fill in my job while I'm gone. So, well, you know, yeah, but I mean, you've been with the company. How how long have you been with Ford? Uh, I'll be going on seven years this April. Seven years this April. So they'll treat you well, I'm sure. I think it's a a great thing because there are a lot of people out there that uh, should be doing what, what you did and what I did and what a lot of other people did, uh, but they just, they'll never do it. I was just talking, as a matter of fact, about a friend of mine who I don't think is going to live more than a couple more years. It's just, it's really, really sad. And he's hes barely, I don't think he's even 60 years old yet. But I, I just, I don't see him living a whole long, uh, you know, li- a long life at all. It just, he hits it way too hard, man. And that stuff is hard on your system. There's no question about it. Yes, it is. It, it totally rewrites your brain chemistry and, uh, um, if you quit, it takes it takes a long time 
for, number one, your body to readjust. Number two, for your brain chemistry to readjust. Um, one of my, uh, one of the staff members here was telling me that when he quit drinking, it took him two and a half years to be able to go back to a normal night's sleep. Oh, yeah. Another guy told me it took him five years to go back to a normal night's sleep. And how are you doing with the sleep? I'll let you know when I get to my own bed. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. I'm like, I'm like you, Tom. I cannot sleep in any bed but my own. No, I can't do it. I, hotels, I mean, it could be as comfortable as could be. I have a real hard time. Joe, can you hold on for a minute? Sure can. All right, we will be right back. We're talking to Joe from Louisville. He made the big step. We want to hear all about it. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skill players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Little salute, a musical salute to you, Joe. What do you think of that? Cool. Um, now that you have decided to kind of uh, walk the straight and narrow, are there things that you want to do now that maybe you didn't get around to doing or didn't have time to do or just couldn't do? I would actually be couldn't do because I'd be too drunk to drive. Uh, Melanie and I want to actually get out and do things around the, uh, around Louisville more often. Than uh, just running to a movie and going home and getting shit-faced. So when do you, uh, when do you actually go home? Uh, as soon as I put the car in the drive and leave. Oh, so you're, le- you're literally, literally leaving right now. Yeah, I got. I was released uh, about forty minutes ago. That's fantastic. Yeah, I did get. I did get your messages. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, one of the guys in the house asked me to uh, bring him down to the gas station to get gas in a gas can to put in his car, so he wouldn't run out on the way down there to the gas station. So I did that real quick and then called. No, I think it's terrific. Well, Joe, stay in touch because uh, we want to hear how you're doing and. Uh, I said it's been five years for me it's not that big a deal and i have i mean dave mordahl it's been like 30 years now something like him and he's yeah. a complete disaster as a human being so what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah you know, i mean if he can do it anybody can do it Nah, great great move joe and it's all and you know do it for yourself that's who it's for and the other people around you get to enjoy it and benefit from it as well but you you got to do it for yourself you can't do it for anybody else that's right. My mom was uh, extremely happy when I called her and told her that. Told her, told her. And so was my dad. Yeah, I would imagine that. So, your dad, does your dad drink at all? He used to um, when I was a little boy, but he quit. Okay. So you'd seen it before. You'd seen people drinking and then quit drinking. So you'd seen it that it was possible to do. So that's good. In, in a way, your father... Uh, your father gave you a good example because he stopped and he never started again, huh? Right. Yeah, so that's a great example. You should thank your father for that because it's a good lesson. I have. Very good, sir. All right, stay in touch, pal. Get home. I will. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Have a great day. Joe from Louisville, 28 days in uh, in spin dry, as they call it. That's awesome. Man, when you can finally yep. get to the point where you realize this needs to change. I give a lot of people credit for that because... 
a lot of people define themselves by all the misery that brings mm-hmm. them into drinking, but then they don't realize that I can get past that. Yep, it's true. And that was just a little kind of a, a nuanced thing, the reason I, I stopped drinking. Well, Linus, I'll run it by you. Would you see this as nuance or just a real strong sign? Uh, I was in a restaurant and threatened to stab someone to death. What do you think? Strong sign. All right. Okay, it's pretty strong sign. <laughs> it's a strong sign. sign. Okay, it's pretty strong sign. You might be an alcoholic if. <laughs> if. You might drink too much if. Well, he if he put himself in and he was in there 28 days, I know one part of he had to face was they bring in your family members and you have to look them in the eye. And, yeah. And, go through the pain and, and whatnot you caused them over the past yeah. how many years or whatever. Whether you did it intentionally or not, in some cases, a lot of cases, you don't even know you're doing it. Right. You know, because they try to make the best of it and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, hey, I look back, and I know Joe's still listening, but Catherine was very, very patient. Andy and Alex were very, very patient through the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I thank God for them. They're great family. And that's a big part of it. I had a great family, and that, that was very, very lucky in that situation right there. So don't be afraid of it. Prepare to be shell-shocked by annihilation. Darkness Dave is here. You must know all about this. <laughs> annihilation. I'm not familiar. Uh, often diverging from the Jeff Vandermeer novel that inspired it, Annihilation from writer-director Alex Garland sees five female specialists set out to explore something akin to a force field that has appeared in Florida. Only one man has escaped it, and he's, well, rattled. You might be, too, after seeing the movie, according to the critics, who give it a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I mean, for a horror film or horror slash sci-fi, whatever it is. See, the problem I have is I don't like sci-fi. I love uh, Natalie Portman. I think she's wonderful. Annihilation is a ferocious, feral, female-centric Hopefully just the start of a series, writes Todd McCarthy at The Hollywood Reporter. It appeals to both fright fans and connoisseurs of seriously good filmmaking with surprises in store for all, even if you've seen hundreds of science fiction films. All of the characters make a strong impression, Natalie Portman especially, he writes. Garland proves himself once again to be one of science fiction's most exciting visionary talents with a beautiful, riveting sci-fi mystery you'll be dissecting afterward, writes Adam Graham. At Detroit News, there's action, but Annihilation is slow and deliberately paced, making for an emotional and mental tightrope in Portman, navigates it perfectly, Graham writes. She is unnervingly good. The film is literally and figuratively all over the place, but Garland's goal isn't clarity, it's elusiveness and a style of entertainment that swings freely between adventure, some of it silly, serious mystery... Uh, He achieves it in a daringly original and unrestrainedly enjoyable film. That's a shimmering treat from a singular intelligence, writes Joe Morgenstern at the Wall Street Journal. This one will make you think and feel. And then they keep going with the the reviews of the whole situation. It doesn't really tell you what the movie's about, though. That's the (laughs) one thing about, about critics. What's the movie about? How about that? You know what, though? In some cases, movies like that, it's really hard to define it without making it sound stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. have, have you ever seen yeah. The Boondock Saints? I loved it. If you, Can you really explain it and make it sound good in just a few sentences? Not a chance. Right. It's just Not all I tell chance. people is, if you like action movies with good humor, watch Boondock Saints. What's his name? Billy... What's that Oh, started? Billy Connolly's in Billy it. Billy Connolly. Yeah. There you El go. Gucci. I love I love Billy Oh, Connelly. that is such a great movie, right? And it's, it's just one of the best, but you can't explain it to people, no, or can't. it sounds stupid. And by the way, Boondot Saints 2 sucked. So I, See, I liked it. To me, it was, it was Godfather 2. I liked the fact that they go yeah. back into Il Duce's story to catch up. I yeah, thought it was a good, good twist to it. Now I guess they're doing a TV series. Based on, on the Boondock Saints. Saints, yeah, Billy Connolly's not going to be in it. No, Connolly, I think he's he's dealing with uh, dementia or Parkinson's oh, or something really, really bad. No, so he's kind bad. of retired from from uh, the the world at this point. But. There was a chance that he hit it too hard. Oh, you think? Yeah, there's a possibility yeah. he might have hit that old booze bottle a little too hard. Well, there are, and, and he's a great actor in it. But the whole series, I, I just thought it was a really well done deal. But there's a great documentary. Did you ever see the documentary no. about Troy Duff? Uh, the, no, the guy that created I it. I can't. I'll try to dig up the name for you, but watch it. You watch this guy melt down after he gets the success of the Boondock Saints, and they kind of just open the world to him. 
Really? He becomes just the most pompous schmuck on planet oh, Earth. Oh, God. And then you just watch. That's why the movie was never released big scale. And it, it succeeded against its own you know, uh, walls because it, it blew up in aftermarket. It became really? a cult favorite. Yeah, but it never got what it was supposed to so get. what's it called? Uh, I, I'll find the name of the documentary and let you know. But the documentary is, and I love watching those behind-the-scenes deals. It's all about him succeeding with Boondock Saints. Right, and then how he tumbles. That's, a, that's interesting. Right, because he was supposed to, and he was supposed to really kind of blow up. And then you write a movie like that, you'd think he would have been writing more. Right. And he never got anything. So he didn't even do part two? Yeah, he did part oh, he two, did but it took him, two. what, it was like 10, 10 years between movies, the and, and he had to get the, sh- yeah. the shot at it. So, oh, only to See, there you go. 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> There's no I, way people that have seen right. it only gave it a 20%. Well, I've no, never right. heard of it. So It's a good movie. It's a really good movie, as a matter of fact. Troy Duffy, David Della Rocco. Yeah. Yeah. The Funny Man. Well, there's a Boondock Saints 3. I don't think it's out yet, though, right? Isn't that what they're still working on? Let's see. Boondock Saints 3 release date. Uh, what does it say? Can you find the release date on there anywhere? Uh, they already got the artwork set up for it. Right. So. I just read an article that they said was going to do, uh, that they were going to do the um, yeah. uh, the TV series. It's not but out that's yet, it. No. no. It's not going to happen now? Yeah. Uh, it's not out yet. Yeah, it well, says here the documentary was called Overnight. It came out in 2003. And uh, the documentary follows Troy Duffy, a brash, foul-mouthed bartender whose screenplay for an action film called Boondock Saints scores him a generous contract to write and direct the film for Harvey Weinstein at Miramax. Duffy's band The Brood is also in the midst of signing a contract with Madonna's Maverick Records. God. But w- what's funny is Rotten Tomatoes gives that a 78%. Really? So the documentary about the movie that they don't like, they gave it a much it higher rating for. Twenty yeah. percent. I can't believe it got twenty percent. It was damn good. Oh, it's a great movie. I cannot believe that Chevy Chase has lost his mind the yeah. way he has. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Starts he, a fist been, fight mm-hmm. with who? He, Were you going to say something, Andy? Hasn't he's been he's been crazy for like a long time? Yes, though? yes. He has absolutely. Yeah. Apparently, he thought somebody had hit his car. Now, he's 74 years old. He thought somebody had hit his car. They hadn't. But there were a bunch of young guys in their 20s in the car, and he apparently yanked their door open and started throwing punches at the guy behind the wheel. So some guy kicked him in the shoulder. Uh, It's just, what are you doing? 22-year-old Michael Landrio exchanged angry words after pulling over uh, at an exit. Police say Landrio, who allegedly kicked the actor in the shoulder, was charged with second-degree harassment. Landrio's, uh, Landrio's told police he kicked Chase in, the, in self-defense. Yeah, apparently Chase opened the door and started throwing punches at people. As, what are you doing? You're 74 years old. Yeah, I guess he really, uh, right after he kind of blew up on Saturday Night Live in that first season, Yeah. after that he just became impossible to be around. He, he just bought I, into his own here. hype, which is a shame because when you go back, I just bought a bunch of the Chevy movies like uh, Caddyshack, Fletch, right. and uh, those movies to kind of watch with my son because I want mm-hmm. him to kind of see. But that guy, man, the first vacation, those he was so good. Oh, yeah. And then he oh, just, absolutely. I think the problem was he bought into his own hype that he was a genius. Yep. And then, of course, the drugs didn't help. The drugs did not help. But, but you think after he cleaned himself up, he would have been better. But, yeah, everybody I've ever talked to that has come into contact with him says he's just one of the most horrible humans on earth. That's what everybody said. Now, I've interviewed him three, four times. He's mm-hmm. always been very pleasant to me. But, again, I have not met him in person, and that might be different. I interviewed right. him on the phone, and that could be well, different. Well, and then he's promoting. Like, and if you have promoting. to meet him That's in true. person, he yes. may just be a... And I hear he doesn't like to sign autographs, and he'll just be brash and rude about it. He doesn't like to be looked at. So... That's weird. Stop looking at me. How do you me. get into the business and not just take I care know. of your fans at all times? Uh-oh, this can't be good news for Snapchat. What's that? A single tweet from Kylie Jenner is being blamed for a 6% tumble that wiped around $1.3 billion off the stock market value of Snapchat's parent company. On Wednesday, the reality TV star tweeted to her 24.5 million followers, So, does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore, or is it just me? Ugh, this is so sad. Minutes later, she added that she still loves Snap, 
but the earlier tweet was blamed for a sell-off that wiped out most of the gains Snap Incorporated stock had made since its IPO last year, reports the Los Angeles Times. Jenner appears to have been annoyed by a controversial Snapchat redesign that some users are calling worse than the Black Plague. Why don't we calm down? Why does it have to be the Black Plague? Snapchat is, what, 100% 14-year-old girls then? That's pretty much what it must be. It's got to be or is little... it just 99%? You go on Snapchat, Linus. Yeah. You have to get out of my studio right now. <laughs> so did you buy any stock? No. Good. You didn't take a bath. That's good. Is it mostly 14-year-old girls you're hitting on? No. Don't lie to me. No. So why do you like Snapchat so much? Contact friends, I guess. So you're, all your friends are on there? It's yeah. not on Twitter, not on Facebook? No. And why not no, Twitter? Those are old people. Yeah. Old those people are old people stuff, on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can see this. Uh, from Joe, I forgot this. Please tell Darkness Dave that the grounds that the transitional housing was built on that I was in is the old Kentucky Military Institute Civil War era and is very haunted. Interesting. Oh! Oh, Darkness what? Dave. <laughs> I think you just caused dolphins to beach all over the country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This 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 whole Jenner-Kardashian thing disgusts me to How know. How much him. power that family has. I know, it's terrible. So really, they just put up one bad post and it <laughs> nosedives. $1.3 billion. The stock, holy cow. $1.3 billion. Yeah. I blame Linus, though. Yeah. I don't think it was Kylie Jenner. I think it was Linus that yeah. did it. No, he still uses Snapchat. He's He fought through the hatred of the new changes. Except for uh, Linus is not wearing as revealing a top as Kylie Jenner, so that's good. <laughs> it's a very revealing top she's got on, Linus. I just want you to know that. So I want you to behave and, you know, kind of stick to, stay to yourself for right now. I'd show it to you, but you're, how old are you, 15? Yeah. Sorry you can't see this picture. <laughs> She's Googling it while you're while you're talking. <laughs> right, he brought it up 20 minutes ago when you mentioned it. She looks like she is mentally ill. I mean, she's an attractive young lady. You think she's attractive? I saw this that. This picture was. I saw that article in a day, and I just like, eh. Well, she looks skanky. I mean, that's the problem. But that's the whole point, isn't it, for them to look skanky? Yeah, it, I mean, oh, yeah. It, it's yeah. weird because, you know, I do in- internet dating, and women... My age, or a little bit younger, do all the fish lip posing and whatnot yeah, that they no, do. Yeah, it's like, sad, it's like, isn't it? I'm like, it what are you, you, you know, you're 50-something years old. Just take a normal photo. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show.